I just heard that an author was traveling through the United States and interviewed people from all over the country randomly on the streets. He asked one question, what is your number one fear? The question wasn't, what is something you're afraid of, but instead, what is the one thing you fear the most? The most common answer wasn't spiders, wasn't public speaking, wasn't even death. The response he heard the most was a fear of having a meaningless life and to die with untapped potential. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss the potential trap. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to another high impact episode of the Champion Forum podcast. I am Jeff Hancher, and I am on a mission to help everyone lead, inspire, and win in this life. The discussion we're going to have today really has meaning to me, and I know you're going to get some great value in this dialogue. Maybe you're out there and you've wondered how, how you got to where you are. Many of you have most likely contemplated if you have the potential even to accomplish more. You have this big dream in your mind. You have this, what you thought things were going to be. You, you have this progression that is in your mind, but you're not, you, you've contemplated this, but you're not really sure how to get there. You're not even sure if you're qualified. And I know that it wasn't that long ago that these questions came to a boil in my life. And I knew I needed to take action. My guest today is passionate about these types of thoughts and how we can take action on the thoughts and start to begin to turn them into reality. He helps others self-assess where they are right now and make the determination if, there's, if their life's work and what they're doing is fulfilling their need to contribute. Mark Benedetti, welcome to the Champion Forum podcast. It's great to be here. I think it can safely be said, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> there you go. That is it. You know, uh, Mark, uh, Mark definitely has consumed a lot of my content and I have consumed a lot of Mark's content. Uh, Mark and I have had the opportunity to share the leadership stage together many times, uh, putting out a lot of leadership dialogue and a lot of leadership content. The, no question about it, Mark is a leader in his own right. And uh, when this book was coming out, and uh, it, it was actually ironic when the, when the book was being written and when it came out and where I was in my own life. And uh, Mark and I have had a chance to have these conversations uh, throughout the years, quite frankly. And I know, Mark, how passionate you are about the subject. And uh, I, I know my wife has read it and bought it for several people. Uh, I was one of the first to read the book, uh, which was amazing. Because <laughs> I was still in that uh, environment. And uh, man, it really helped propel me before that thing ever hit the Amazon list. So I'm excited to have you on today because I, I will say this, um, I feel like the book was written for me, but the reality is that <laughs> since leaving my corporate career and starting uh, on this journey that I'm on, I have had countless people talk to me about this very subject. You know, it's funny whenever you actually start mm -hmm. taking action to the thought and, and people see it, they kind of mm -hmm. admire that boldness and so forth. And so I've gotten the question a lot about, you know, that the potential trap, uh, which is the title of your book. 
And I know that this is a real dynamic that quite a few people are thinking about, because uh, I'm only one person, and I know I get the question a lot. This is, this is something that you have obviously spent time thinking about as well, Mark. So what prompted you uh, to go from having all of these thoughts in your mind, probably you know, mm -hmm. having conversations with people in, in your profession, people in your friend group, people in your network, where, where did it go from being thoughts and man, you know, if we could just get these pieces right, if people would just do it this way, how did you get from the mm -hmm. think tank uh, to the book? What prompted you to actually put the pen to paper? Yeah, I think a culmination of many things, uh, conversations, conversations with you, uh, as we talked about that feeling of, man, there's got to be something more um, that I could be doing or even should be doing. And ultimately, you know, for me, it was a moment of frustration and not frustrated in any way that, you know, I hate my job or, uh, you know, life's no good and, and I, I need this drastic change. It wasn't, it wasn't anything like that, but just almost like you read that quote uh, that I have in the book, feeling like I could be doing more, feeling like, I, I wonder if I was designed to do something more than just what I'm doing right now. Um, and so it was out of that moment of frustration that got my fingers on the keyboard. And at first, I, I talk about this in the book, but at first I really wasn't even sure what the purpose of it was. I thought I was actually just journaling to just get some of the thoughts in my head kind of out into a space where I could see it. And ultimately what I wrote in a few hours of, of a frustrating journal session turned into the introduction uh, of my book. Um, and, you know, I, I, the concept came from something within me. And then as I read it back and as I showed it to my wife and said, hey, take a look at this, you know, it became very apparent to me the same thought process that had been plaguing me and frustrating me. I realized there's probably one to a million other people in this world that have that are experiencing these same feelings of feeling uh, that trap of self-limitation. And that's ultimately what the book is designed to do is to get you to think first to identify that we limit ourselves through this um, way that we describe ourselves, the self-definition, self-limitations that we put on ourselves. Um, I use this concept in the book um, and I'm from Pittsburgh, grew up a Steeler fan. Mm -hmm. as I know yeah. you did as well, but and this is a throwback to maybe some of your listeners, but if they can recall in the nineties, a young quarterback by the name of Cordell Stewart, mm -hmm. and Slash. he was given a nickname Slash yeah. because he wasn't one thing, right? He was many things. And I thought, how terrible a thing to just say, I'm an accountant, I'm a salesman, sure. I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. And some of those professions are awesome. You know, that's very fulfilling, but that doesn't limit anybody, just what's on your business card, just what's on your LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. So I thought, why, why do we live thinking all of my life's purpose has to be found in this one thing, this one source, you know, or nine to five uh, or whatever your job hours might be. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you saying that and, and I'm sure listeners can identify with this, how many times people said, man, there's just got to be more to life. There's just got to be more to this. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was, I, it was going to be so much different and we feel trapped, you mm -hmm. know, hence the potential trap. We feel trapped and we, we feel like there might be these barriers 
And for me, it was like uh, the barrier of uh, discomfort and unknown. But I had this feeling in my gut, like, man, there, there's absolutely got to be something more. But I mm -hmm. think sometimes uh, people do get extreme. They get, they get crazy extreme. It's either this or that. Uh, but I, I'm here to tell you that it can be this and that. And that's right. Uh, it, it was that way for me too. Like I didn't just jump out of the boat into the deep end and was like, <laughs> I hope this works out. Like, albeit it was a big risk for me to jump from, you know, the safety of corporate America into doing what I'm doing, but that's not exactly how it happened. You know, how it happened was I started doing keynote speeches on the weekend or leadership seminars on a Saturday morning. I started a podcast a whole year before I left. That's right. And the market spoke and was like, hey, this guy has something to say, you know, so it mm -hmm. wasn't like I was just like put all my chips out there and, you know, spin the wheel and hope for the best. You know, I think there can be a progression to that and it helps you test, That's right. you know, where you really are. So, you know, what what would you define as the author of the book and what you've observed, Mark, what is the potential trap? Yeah, I think that the trap first off is a mentality and a way that we think about ourselves and a way that we see ourselves to to see ourselves in that very limited, very acute definition of what your colleague and how they might describe you. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize my definition doesn't come from somebody else. It comes from me. And that kind of gives you a sense of relief, empowerment to realize I, I'm calling the shots in my life. And other people might have input and they might have opinions, but ultimately that's something that I should decide for myself. Yeah. And if I allow myself to, to be defined by just one thing or just do one thing, then that's something that I've allowed myself to do. That's a limitation I've put on myself. Mm -hmm. And so I think the first step is just to identify, does this mentality exist within the space of my, my mind? Mm -hmm. um, Am I limiting myself? And, you know, secondarily, what is it that I'm being drawn to? Yeah. Because, you know, I think you and I can both agree that no level of success, wealth, that's not, those things might be good and maybe they're pleasing for a moment. But I think the deep down uh, thing that's drawing us is our purpose and our potential. And that's ultimately what I'm moving towards personally and what I encourage people to do for themselves in my book is to aspire to the purpose and the potential that you know is deeper than those motivations that are fleeting, such as wealth or accumulation of material things and being drawn towards that. And then going on this journey of self-reflection, taking taking inventory of yourself. So identify what is it for me specifically? You know, what is it for you specifically? Because everybody's roadmap to living in their full potential is different. Yeah. I think there's some similarities in the, in the process that you and I might go down and it might take you to a different destination than me. But I think the process of how do we ascertain how to get there? Yeah. I think there's a lot of commonalities that's a, that's a really, really good point because, and again, not, not that I'm anything special by any means, but, you know, I spent, you know, between my time in the military and corporate America and climbing that, you know, uh, jungle gym of corporate America and, you know, decades literally of, uh, you know, investing in myself and so forth. 
even after all of that and uh, some level of success, even then taking that leap out was scary. And now that I've done it and I'm, and uh, although, you know, I'm still in the honeymoon phase of building, you know, this business and serving others, um, the first year exceeded my expectations. And so you see some of those things from the outside and I've had countless people that would come up to me in the last year. Oh my gosh, I admire so much what you do. That took a lot of guts. And uh, I want to do exactly what you're doing. And I'm looking at their resume and I'm like, oh my, like you might want to reconsider this. You know, it would be no different. You know, I always thought that, you know, as a kid, I thought I was going to be in the NBA. And so I think that it's very important that we separate the dream from the reality as well. Uh, which is something we've talked about in the past, Mark. And what would you say to the listener with That's right. dashing their dreams? How do we get to that yeah, place yeah. that uh, we have this pipe dream versus a reality? How do you speak into that? Yeah. How do we help the listener uh, diagnose between the two things not and not be a Debbie Downer? Yeah, and, and it takes a lot of introspection and honesty with yourself with the idea that you know, you had the dream of being in, in the NBA and then you probably shot a jumper and had a few people in your life say, man, maybe this isn't for you. Especially when it went You know, how high can you jump, Jeff? Yeah, right. yeah that's right. <laughs> right. You know, but that, that really speaks to the process that we have to go on. And I give very clear instructions in the book of how to do this, but it's in a very simplistic way to identify what are my skills, and a separate consideration of what are my passions? And I think that hits on the dream versus a passion because they're not exactly the same. And then to identify where do my dreams and my passions intersect with my skills? Yeah. And that, if you can double down, if you could first find that area and then double down in it, I think that is where you will be launched on a life that is, fulfilling all of your potential, your dreams, your passions, and really produce something for the world that only you, Jeff Hancher, are able to produce. Yeah, I think that is very good advice. And uh, adversely, you could be really good at something and there's just nothing there as well. You know, I tell people all the time, just because you can make great apple right. pies doesn't mean that you should start an apple pie making business. There's a lot that goes into these That's types right. of things, which is why to our earlier point, I think it's good to get out there and test the market. You know, I didn't just start, you know, a business consulting and, you know, uh, business management uh, company. I started a podcast. Uh, I started doing keynotes right. and training on the weekends. And I, I tried to feel that out a little bit. Now, we know, because I mean, I've been victim of this. Many people that I've mentored along the way have been victim of this. You know, one of the best ways uh, to, to not be a victim of this is to see what's coming. So how would you tell the listener, Mark, how do you feel like people fall into this trap? How do they get into the trap in the first place? What gets them, you know, from a place of having all these positive thoughts and, you know, I'm going to make a big go of this. I'm going to leave my mark on the world to right in the trap. How do they get there? What are the watch outs? Mm -hmm. What are the pitfalls? Yeah, and I think that, number one, if you miscategorize yourself or misassess yourself and you really think you're great at something, and to your point, like, 
well, maybe that's not the thing for you. And so it takes a, a very honest assessment, um, maybe asking your spouse, a close friend, uh, somebody that knows you quite well, um, and then to discern between what are those dreams of mine versus a passion. So you could take sports as a great analogy because it takes a very, very high level of skill, right? And physical attributes, which you and I don't possess, but it takes a very, very high level of, of skill. But then you also has, have to have a passion. You know, people think that the, the, the an insert NBA superstar into the sentence just wakes up and you know goes and averages 30 points in the nba right. and they don't see the passionate work ethic mm -hmm. so there has to be a passion for that and sometimes we have this dream we have something that we want to do and sometimes dreams can be very narrow so if your dream was to be in the nba and then you fall short because you know we already talked about your your jumper and, and the, the success rate of it yeah Exactly. And then you fall short and your dreams are dashed. Well, a passion is much broader. And so a passion might pull in the entire basketball industry. So now we're talking about coaching. We're talking about skills camps. Uh, we're talking about uh, working for uh, an analytics college, you know, so it broadens what you can do in that field and still maximize your potential within it. Uh, as far as the person that it starts to, to move towards that, you know, I think about you and the, the conversations that we've had, how you have this inclination, this something you're, be, something you're being drawn towards. And there's very often uh, roadblocks or obstacles that'll come up. And that's fear. That's insecurity of yourself. Uh, it's hesitation or procrastination and not uh, keeping the ball moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think those are important things to identify is as I'm moving towards this, is this fear holding me back or is this wise counsel? Yeah. And then distinguishing between the two, is this insecurity in me or is this me identifying maybe this is something I need to learn about or get better. And so that insecurity then becomes a strength. And do I have this, um, destination in mind and am I moving towards it am I setting goals am I being proactive instead of procrastinating and thinking well that'll I'll change tomorrow because we both know if if you if you never change your today your tomorrow is going to be like every yesterday that's right and so you have to at least start that's right towards I, that I love what you said starting towards that um you know, and that doesn't mean like what you like to do for fun and a hobby should be a business. That's uh, right. it, it could be, I'm not saying it's not, but I, I feel like so many times in today's world, we, we fall into one of two extremes. It's the, uh, the YOLO go for it, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and the other extreme, which is we get so bound up by fear that we do nothing. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you the yeah. latter was where I was. I, I was so bound mm -hmm. up with fear of the unknown. Um, I'm, I'm extreme, an extremely loyal guy too. I have tons of gratitude. Um, I didn't know what was happening. I, I didn't know if I could do this. I had never tried this before. There was a lot of unknown, but I can promise you it wasn't a cavalier approach. It was a lot of feedback. And by the way, don't ask mom and dad how you're doing because they're going to tell you you're a rock star. Everything's great. You need to get people yeah. that give you solid advice and feedback that are going to 
have the tough conversations with you. But here's, here's who's going to give you the toughest feedback, the market, and, and whatever that is, whether it is that you want to be an author, an athlete, or start your own business, go, you know, whatever it might be, the market will be your biggest critic, which to, to Mark's point, do, start doing something. You don't have to jump off the cliff and hope the parachute opens. Like there's things right. that you can do along the way to test this out you know, had I tested out, I, I tested out basketball. Right. And, and Oh, by the way, it wasn't a lack of desire. And Oh, by the way, it wasn't a lack of effort. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure like nobody practiced harder, but it, it wasn't for me. I could have went 20 hours a day shooting jumpers. It wasn't going to matter. You know, the market told me this is the wrong lane, young man, you gotta, you gotta find another lane. And I think, um, there are people clearly listening that identify with this feeling of being trapped. You know, it, it's the cool, mm -hmm. you know, trendy thing to, Hey, just jump, man. We'll figure it out. Like that's irresponsible. Yeah. There's a way to, there's a Absolutely. way to get out of the trap, but there's also ways that you can get stuck in the trap. So what does it take to escape? Here we are, we're in the snare, you know, our mind is beating us up fear is beating us up or in one extreme of YOLO or the other extreme of being bound by fear. What does it take for us to rip the snare apart and get out? How, how do we escape this? Yeah. And I think the one word that comes to mind um, and the one word that I was considering uh, is the word value. So a number of years ago, I was listening to somebody uh, that was in leadership consulting and coaching and he said something that really struck me. And it's one of the few things that I remember from that session. But he said, don't seek to make more money. Don't seek finances. You know, never go to your boss and say, I, I want to make more money or I want to raise. He said, ask, how can I be of more value? How can I increase my value? Yeah. And so when you think about that and you think about, man, there's this thing that it's leadership consulting for you that I feel like I'd be really good at. The next step is to identify how can I create value in that space where my skills and my passions are pushing me towards. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there might be a list of things we feel could be, have some level of value and then start to identify where could I maximize not only my value, but the value I could bring to somebody else, i.e. the market, so that other people also feel the value that I'm providing. Because isn't that when we would feel like we are providing and contributing something where we're maximizing in our potential, not just when we feel the value, but when we see other people recognize the value within us, I think that's when the light bulb goes off. And so that's what I did was I literally as the book talks about, I made a list and I listed out skills that I thought that I was good at. I feel like that I am pretty engaging, that people uh, usually warm up to me pretty well. And I feel like at times I can be humorous and I, I don't mind the stage. I don't have a fear of public speaking. Well, you know, not one thing that fits all of the, the no, not, my, not your typical CPA accountant. Well, one of the things that fits all of those descriptors is a stand-up comedian. Huh. And I thought, well, that's probably not the next thing for me. <laughs> so even if you identify something, uh, 
that may not be it. You know, we could we could fit our round selves into square holes and, and, and force ourselves down a path unless you look and say, well, something else that I'm good at is I feel like I'm pretty good at creating content and thinking about things and, and helping and making it relatable and teaching. Mm-hmm. And so, well, isn't that kind of what an author does? They see something through their perspective and they kind of digest it and then can uh, disseminate it through their perspective, through their skill set to somebody else. I thought, well, I can do that now. And so I can create value now. And I'm not jumping off a bridge. I'm not, you know, certainly not handed in my two weeks notice or anything like that. And so I can do that now. Sure. And then just start small. Now I wrote a chapter. Then I wrote another chapter. Yeah. And then, and then to your earlier point of, and then here we are. And then, and then what I did was the insecurity in me and the fear in me said, everyone's going to think this stinks or what, what use is this? Yep. So I sent it to somebody like yourself who I know will give me honest feedback yeah. that since I know you ha- are looking out for my best, mm-hmm. you want to, you want to send me in a direction just to watch it blow up or, right. or to watch me fail. So I get feedback from different people that aren't just going to tell me it's amazing and no matter what. Yeah. And then get some affirmation through that and take the next step. And, and that's not to say that there isn't setbacks, that there isn't uh, things that were discouraging, because that certainly happened even in the process of, of having this book published. Sure. Um, I was working with a publishing house that I thought, well, this is amazing. And then six months later, I was no longer working with the publishing house. And so that was a setback. And mm-hmm. man, I, now I got to do this all on my own and I got to figure that out, and, mm-hmm. you know. Google's this powerful thing that we all have access to. Right on. And sometimes in, in 2021, it comes down to how, how bad you want it and what are you willing to pay? That's it, man. man well and that said. was a price I was willing to pay. Well said. And, and, you know, so many times, you know, you think about, uh, you know, the saying we, and, and it's fitting, how many unwritten books are there are in the graveyard? I, I guarantee you. Right now, people listening, there's a there's a high percentage of people listening right now that someone's either told you, you should really write a book or you've thought in your mind, I should really write a book about my life story or whatever it is that I'm an expert on. But not everybody does it because they fall into the trap. Somebody gave, gave me, uh-huh. shot me an article about podcasting. And it was the same thing, Mark. When I started podcasting, it wasn't <laughs> even my idea. It, it came to me like, man, <laughs> You should really do this. Like, uh, this would be a way that people could always hear your content because you can't be everywhere to everybody. And in my mind, I'm like, who wants to hear my content? Like, who would who would even <laughs> listen? And I here I am in this you know studio by myself talking to a microphone, very foreign to me. And I'm not seeing any like early. Oh, you know, this is this is amazing. But I had good people around me saying, stay with it, man. That was amazing. And I'd go look and they tell you never to look at the charts. And I'd be like, wow, 15 people listen to the episode. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I felt like a loser. But then at the nine week mark, new and noteworthy. But anyway, somebody sent me a, an article, 1.6 million, something 1.5, 1.6 million podcasts in circulation today, of which 800,000 are active, meaning 50% of them lay mm-hmm. dormant. 
that and and there's people out there listening right now that are saying, you know, we should really start that podcast. You know, we're funny. We should start a comedy podcast. And so, some of you never will even try. And then there's those of you that will start and quit when it gets hard. So when that happened to you, Mark, you, I mean, lost your publisher, the whole thing. What do you say to that person that's in that trap? Um, they 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 start going down that road. And boom, they hit the wall. Something happens, something derails. What does it take to stay out of the trap? You know, I I was in, now I'm out. And now I feel like I'm going right back into the trap again. How do we stay with this thing? And how do we keep ourselves out of this trap? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think uh, something that illustrates it very well, um, for research for this book, I looked into the process of climbing Mount Everest. And, you know, admittingly, naively, I thought, well, yeah, you go out there, you fly to Nepal, and you climb. And then when you get tired, you stop. And then next day, you climb some more. And, you know, you hope you don't die and all that, but you just keep going up. And what I found was uh, shockingly different. And (laughs) so what happens is uh, these prospective climbers, you know, investing thousands upon thousands of dollars, uh, get to the... The, the base camp and they go from the base camp. They spend some time there in this high altitude and they climb to camp one and they spend some time there. And you would think after they acclimate, they go up to camp two, right? No, no, no. From camp one, you go back to base camp, spend some time there. You go back to camp one and then finally to camp two, but then you have to turn around and go backwards to camp one base camp. And the whole process, there's four camps and then there's the summit of it's days upon days of climbing up and down and up a little more and then back down hmm. and then up really close to the summit and then all the way back down to the beginning. And I thought, man, that has to be such uh, a, take such a self-disciplined person to be so close to the end goal and to turn around and go all the way back down to where you started. And what, what I immediately drew out of that analogy is the difference between progress and process. And so often our friends, family, people that are maybe disconnected to what you're going through, they'll see a step backwards, like losing a publisher as, well, that's, that's a negative thing and that's a setback. But really everything that I did was a step towards the top, even if my back was turned to the summit and I was going downhill. And so I think you have to see that and know that this is not going to be easy necessarily. There's going to be challenges, things I have to learn, unexpected things that I didn't even know to expect. Mm -hmm. And then as you encounter those to understand, this is fine. This is all part of, you know, this is all part of the process. I'm still making progress even if I'm walking, you know, down the mountain and not getting frustrated, not getting disheartened by it. Uh, but having that self-awareness and that mental fortitude uh, of taking and experiencing that blow and, okay, let's regroup. I was frustrated that day. I didn't write any on the day that I found out that, that I wasn't working with that publisher any longer. You know, I took a breath. But then, you know, let's get back into it. Now, what do I need to figure out? Started Googling, self-publishing, Amazon, and and finding all the tools that I needed. And, you know, my experience was that in my mind, it was 
more difficult than what it was in reality. And I think sometimes we build things up in our mind. And if you can just take one step at a time, if you can just, you know, you're interested in starting that brick and mortar with something that you're passionate and skilled about. Okay. Well, we'll call a realtor, you know, call the number on that building that says for lease and just see, you know, start to put pen to paper of, man, if, if I'm good at making this insert product, cake, dresses, whatever, how, would, how much would I need to sell? And then, you know, start making small steps towards whatever that end goal is. Great advice. You know, for you, it was start a podcast. Sure. Okay. Now it started small, then it grew and then it grew and then it grew. And then ultimately, you know, you did have to come to a point of the, you know, the, the burn the ships mentality. Oh yeah. You know, you didn't do that day one, you felt no. the inclination. And as no. much as we love that leadership analogy, you know, sometimes it means writing at night, doing a podcast on the weekends. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we'll burn the ships in a year, you know, when, when we can burn the ships. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really good point. And, and sometimes this doesn't mean leaving your job at all. You know, because I do feel like, you know, That's right. again, that is the trendy thing. Hey, quit the nine to five and leave corporate America and go start your own thing. Just because Jeff Hancher did that doesn't mean that that's your story. And yeah, it looks trendy and cool that's and all right. of that. But believe me, it, you know, I was scared to death and, it, and I was leaving something amazing. I was not unhappy. I was not, you know, I loved my job. And to Mark's earlier point, don't chase the money, chase the value that you bring. And that was the heart behind right. why I made the leap. Quite frankly, I went into the whole thing thinking, uh, am I going to be able to pay my bills? Like, I don't even know. But I knew it was where yeah. my heart was drawing yeah. me towards. Now, back to chasing value, the money comes. I'm confident that it will. But, you know, that has been my story as well. My, my career path was that of climbing Mount Everest. As you were telling the story, I remember I was um, – I was in sales and, and started doing well as an outside sales rep. But I knew like, you know, to play the long game, I needed to get into leadership because I know leadership has impact. Mm-hmm. Leadership has a seat at the table. Leadership makes influence. And, uh, you know, I remember a boss telling me one time, you'll get paid in proportion to problems you solve. And I'm like, leadership solves problems. Like I want that opportunity. But here I am as a sales rep, individual contributor, no, no org chart. And I'm doing well, financially better than I ever had in my life. And I'm like, I'm going to go gunning for this sales manager job. I'm going to be a leader. And uh, it it came open and I didn't get the job. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Now, what am I going to do? Like, I can't, I can't, I'm not relocatable. I'm going to have to sit here for who knows how many years and wait for this position. But boom, service manager role came open. And I'm like, well, let me go look into that. You know, it's a leadership role. People will be reporting to me. I'll have a seat at the table. And uh, I go look into it and they're like, uh, hey, we'd love to have you as a service manager. And I'm like, can you tell me a little bit about how the pay works and whatnot? And what are the responsibilities? It ended up being a 35% pay cut that I took, took the job. And I'm like, if I want to go to where I think I can go, I'm literally going to have to take a step back to take two forward. Now, there are people listening that say that's asinine. Who would ever do that? that that's crazy. That's irresponsible to your family. Well, the, per, the, the stock that I trust the most is mine. Like I, I, mm. I looked at my history. I looked at my track record. And I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. But sometimes you got to trust who you are. 
and what you've come from. Yeah. And so I did take the pay cut and look, I leapfrogged up uh, from there. I never went back again, quite frankly, uh, in my career. And then I make the leap out of that career. And you want to talk about it. Uh, let me just say it was beyond 35%. Let's just say that. But here we are rebuilding yeah. again. And I'm confident that I'm going to make big yeah. impact. So to your point, Mark, I think yeah. we have to have some level of reality and threshold to what are we willing to give to get there and stay out of this potential trap? Because it's one thing to identify it yeah. and try to eliminate it. It's another thing to get out of it. But, oh, don't go back into the same trap. Um, and maybe you have uh, something to add to that. Yeah, I think, you know, you said it well. And the, the end part of the quote that I mentioned earlier from that uh, leadership consultant was to seek value, but that finances always follow value. You know, we, we prove this to be true every day in our own lives where what we and how we choose to spend our own money. We choose to spend our own money on things that we deem to be valuable. And so, you know, that company, uh, wherever you bought your lunch from today, they created a sandwich or they created some food. First, they created value. And then the customer then brings the finances because the finances always follow value. And so that's why if you were led by value creation, and we don't flip it and, and we're not led by that motivation of greed, then we can be sure that even in times like, like where you mentioned taking a pay cut or to, to other people's perspective, you're taking a step back financially, you're actually taking a step forward in the value that you were able to create. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you stay on that track of how do I get better? you know, making your podcast and your leadership content better a year from now than it is today, increasing your value, the, the finances and, and all of the other stuff will follow that. And to your point about uh, this concept of, because everyone's got a side hustle now, and that's like a trendy thing, yeah. is, is I was telling somebody, um, a friend of mine just the other day, that I feel like the, the readers of my book will fall into one of three buckets. There will be a person that'll pick it up and they'll read it. And they'll realize, man, I, I'm, I'm not trapped in my potential. I'm doing what I love with my skills, with my passions. You know, I'm maximizing my uniqueness and I'm creating value. And so to me, that would be, this would be an affirmation to that person and an encouragement to them to keep going. The second person might read it and feel heavily convinced and convicted to start their own thing and have that more immediate and the decision that you made a year ago to actually quit and go full-time focus on this thing. And there might be some of those people sure. after careful consideration and not just, you know, taking a leap of faith, but thinking it through and, and evaluating it and determining if this is the smart and prudent and valuable thing to do, not only for now, but also for the future. And then the third type of person will be the person that picks it up and thinks, and there's something that could be additive to my life. Yeah that would give me such a sense of purpose and meaning where I can fulfill my potential. And maybe that's, you know, taking your free time and getting involved in a charity, doing something to give back, doing something that is, you know, outside of your nine to five that would fulfill that sense um, and satisfy that craving for potential and purpose that we all have. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing that I do know is that I believe that each person was created 
with maximum potential. And so what I mean by that is that, that the potential that you could provide to the world, uh, the quantity of it is equal to the potential that I could provide to the world and anybody else. Because I think that we've all been created uniquely with gifts and skills and talents and passions. Yeah. But the differentiation that we see is that some people are using them and some people are maximizing them. Yeah. So there's a difference there. I'm using a little yeah. bit, but you're maximizing it. Yeah. You know, I'm doing something I hate, but I'm really good at. So there's no passion. There's no fuel to the fire. Right. And, and this other person, he's doing both. And so we're at differing levels on that spectrum. Um, but I think that everybody's potential, the top end is at the same level of output for each person. It's just going to be a different process of finding that. Yeah. And, um, you know, part of that comes through my faith. And an understanding of, of something greater than myself that I'm working towards. And it For goes sure. beyond my family, goes beyond my circle of friends. But I feel like we're all here for a reason. And I want to make sure, just like that author said that you started the podcast with, I don't want to die uh, with this feeling that even one shred of my potential wasn't maximized. And, Man. you know, it took me 35 plus years to come to that realization. That's good. Um, hopefully, I'm sure some of your listeners are have fewer years and some maybe more, mm -hmm. but you're never too young, never too old. That's um, right. And so don't let, just because you're maybe more seasoned in life, yeah. don't let that be a detriment to like, well, I'm, I'm too old to do something or I'm too young to do something now. I'm just in high school or yeah. I'm just a, a college student. No, you're never too young to, to have that thought. That's right. You know, I think about my own life and how I got to where I was and a little bit about my backstory. Uh, my father was an accountant and it's a great, great dad. I love my father and provided wonderfully for me all through my childhood. And um, so when I went to college, I had to pick a major and kind of saw what he did, kind of liked it. So I'll do accounting. Then you graduate and think, well, I got to get a job in accounting. And then you get a job and you thought, Oh, I want to progress in this and I want a promotion. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. And then I look back and I was like, man, how did I even get here? You know, was this really a decision when I was 18? Nope. <laughs> and that, that process of evaluating, yeah. uh, not that I have regrets or that I'm sure. um, anywhere deterrable, because that's yeah. not the case, but, you know, it's good to every once in a while think about that and think about no doubt. Just because I'm at somewhere doesn't mean that's I want to be twice as far when I'm 70. Yeah, the compounding effect. And I think there's a lot of people that 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 st would would say, man, I just stumbled through life. Or even it doesn't even feel like you stumble, but when you think back on it, you're somewhere in your 30s or in your 40s, 50s, whatever, from a decision decades ago. Yeah, that's the truth. That is the truth. And I believe that's going to be my story. And that's what I'm sticking to. And, and you talked about, you know, we opened with that quote about the biggest fear that people have is looking back and not feeling uh -huh. like they fulfilled, found their potential or fulfilled themselves. And, you know, he asked them, what are you afraid of? And the thing that they responded was, was having a meaningless life and dying with untapped potential. How I came to making that leap is this. I said, that is not going to be me. I may fail doing this, mm -hmm. but I will never wonder. 
I'm never going to be an old wrinkled up man in my deathbed looking back and wondering <laughs> what was it going to be? D did I leave? Did I leave this world with untapped potential? I will absolutely know. And look, if it's not this, I'll find what it is, but this is where I'm at now. And so that is tremendous advice and um, very good insight because I do feel like, although this is a leadership podcast, you know, we're here to lead, inspire, and help people win in this life. And I, I wanted to have Mark on the show today because this question comes up to me now than it, more than it ever has in my life about this trap because I was in that trap and people see you take this leap. Mm -hmm. And the book does an amazing job of laying out the steps of where you are, you know, and as is a should be the barriers you're going to hit, but then the payout. And it does a really sure. nice job lining that up and giving perspective to that. The potential trap folks, it is an absolutely, absolutely great book for anybody in those three camps that Mark referenced earlier. So Mark, uh, yeah. closing thoughts, what would you say to the listener, the person that you would say, Hey, if this is you, uh, invest in this book and how can they get a copy of it as well? Yeah, sure. Well, first to answer the second part is available on Amazon. Um, you can find that uh, just by searching Mark Benedetti on Amazon. It should pop right up to the top. Or if you search the potential trap, just look for this. It's a bright red cover. You can't miss it. Uh, and it should be at the top of the list there. Uh, or on my Instagram account, I have a link in my bio uh, to the Amazon link as well. Facebook, uh, LinkedIn as well. So you know, any of my social media accounts, uh, I have all the links on there. Great. And to the question of who, who is this book written for, it's really written to anybody with that longing, that sense of longing where, man, I, I know that there's more for me. And you're just not quite sure of maybe what that is or the steps of, man, I, I have a feeling I know what it is, but what do I do next with that feeling? Um, and one of the things that I can't hide, which is my accountant nature, which is uber practical. And so I tried to make it very, very practical where um, I am very transparent in the process that I had to give an illustration of the steps that I took. I encourage people, you know, do this now, write down these lists, you know, take a look at them, identify these things, and then encourage you with how do I determine if this is valuable? How do I determine and take the next steps of if this is going to be viable for me and my family, um, whether this is additive to my life or a Cortez burning of the boats yep. type moment. And so I try to be very practical in that way, but it's really written for that person of knowing deep down, and maybe it's hard to explain and maybe people in your life won't understand, but you know that there's something that you want to be doing, you know, so much to add potential, to add value to other people. Um, and one of the great benefits of writing this book and seeing the value myself is now it makes it easier to see in other people. Because to your point, this is a leadership podcast. I still lead a team sure. at my employer. And as I've written this, and I notice in myself that there's so much value that I think is untapped that I would still like to provide to the world. Now I'm starting to see that in my team. And asking them questions of how can you provide more value um, to the company, to yourself, to your family. Uh, just being aware that each person in my sphere of life, uh, I want to encourage them on that path. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it mean the world to me. Um, so far, I've been overwhelmed 
with gratitude on the feedback, you know, from your feedback, your wife's to even uh, those around me, mm-hmm. friends and neighbors. And um, so it's yeah. been a wonderful process. And I can tell you, you know, to the person that's midway and feeling frustrated, you know, in hindsight, it's always 2020, but man, am I so glad I didn't give up. Yeah, I'm so glad that I didn't stop. Um, because not only is it just satisfying, but seeing how it's impacted others, that's, yeah. that's the thing that, that is meant the most to me. So I love it, man. I, I absolutely love it. Like I said earlier, I feel like you wrote the book for me. Like if nobody else benefited <laughs> from it, the timing of that book being written too was just amazing. Uh, in my life. So it helped guide me listener uh, to a lot of the decisions I made and how I processed some of these decisions. And is it right? Am I being ruthless? Am I, am I YOLO? Am I living in too much fear? Man, the book does a great job of processing that stuff out. So make sure that you check that out. The Potential Trap, everyone. Mark Benedetti, we're going to have uh, links to this uh, that you can check out. Look, if you're looking for practical instructions on how to take the steps toward your destiny, if you find yourself feeling like Mark said, unfulfilled, if you find yourself feeling like you have so much more to offer, but you're not really sure what actions to take, this is the book. This is the book that you need to grab. We're going to have a link to purchase the book in the show notes, as well as application activities in the show notes to get you thinking about what are some of those steps. And that'll lead you right to that book. That way you can start thinking about what are these steps I need to take to have a more fulfilled life. You can obtain these show notes by going to jeffhancher.com forward slash show notes. Listen, regardless of if you're in the trap, you're working your way out of the trap of, or you're fighting to remain out of the trap. I know one thing is absolutely for certain. You all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.